Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. This is Alan Blaine, and I am super pumped to interview our special guest today, my incredible, amazing, and beautiful wife, Nicole Blaine. Nicole is the love of my life. She has been my wife for over 30 years and is the mother of our six children, five girls, one boy, ranging in age from 28 to 15. Nicole has homeschooled our children for 18 years and has been a phenomenal mother to our children and wife to me. She also co-founded our nutrition business that she and I started in 2015. In just the past eight years, while keeping her role as wife and mother her number one priority, she has played a key role in helping me scale our work-from-anywhere phone-based business to become a multi-million dollar business that now includes over 10,000 others and spans more than 10 countries. Nicole loves the fact that she can impact so many lives physically, financially, and spiritually, all from the comfort of our home while keeping the first things first. Anyone who gets to spend any amount of time with Nicole will quickly see that she is extremely positive since her compassionate and caring spirit and her love for others. She is authentic, real, relatable, and the world's best encourager. I'm confident you're in for a real treat with this episode. Nicole, welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. I've been looking forward to this episode for weeks. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am. And thank you so much for having me. What a privilege it is. Well, I'm excited. I'd love it if you could just start by sharing a little bit more about your childhood and giving us the Cliff Notes version of your life, if you will, all the way up to current time. Yeah. So my parents divorced when I was a young girl. I grew up in Southern California and my mom pretty much, she raised us. We lived with our mom, me and my brother. He's two and a half years older than me. And so it was just my brother and I and my mom for majority of the time, you know, growing up, we had animals and horses, which I loved. I used to show the horses and ride horses with my mom. So that part was fun, but the hard part was just being a latchkey child. Some people don't know what that means, but basically coming home to no parent there, you know, you're basically on your own. I didn't like it. It was really hard. You know, all my friends liked it. Everybody wanted to come to our house because there were no rules. It's so funny because my best friend said, you know, you reminded me a lot of Punky Brewster. You know, I didn't match. I did my own hair. Sometimes my shoes were a lot like hers. Or she said, you remind me of Pippi Longstocking. And that's how I truly felt like those characters. I loved watching the Pippi Longstocking movie and then Punky Brewster because I could relate, you know, they each had an animal and I had a love for animals. So anyways, that was pretty much my life. We saw my dad some, but I didn't see him much because he went to prison when I was around the age of 11. He did a white collar crime. So that was really, really hard. Both my parents ended up remarrying. I was about 14 years old when my mom remarried my stepdad, which is a really hard age if you think about it. 
And then my dad remarried like a few years before, maybe I was nine years old. It's hard to remember to my stepmom who had two boys and one girl. So I ended up having two stepbrothers, a stepsister, and both my parents ended up having a baby. So I ended up with two half brothers. So my mom and stepdad had a baby and then my dad and stepmom had a baby. So I had two stepbrothers, stepsister and two half brothers. So that was kind of my life growing up. I would see my dad on the weekend, sometimes not every weekend. It was a crazy life because at one point my dad owed somebody money and this person was not too happy. And he actually tried to pull me and my brother out of school. And I remember just recently asking my dad about that. I'm like, what was he going to do with us? And he's like, probably hold you for ransom. He was going to kidnap you and hold you for ransom until I paid him. And thankfully the school didn't allow us to go with him. I'm so thankful, but I just remember that was a stressful time. We had different babysitters at that time. My uncle living with us for a little while. I remember him and his dog, he had a Doberman Pinscher and he would pick us up at the bus stop and the bus stop, literally you could see our house from the bus stop. So I thought, well, that's confusing. Why, why is my mom having him walk us home? And I didn't like it. And my brother knew what was going on, but he never told me. They didn't want to tell me and freak me out and still fear in me. And I'm glad they didn't, but yeah, that was a hard time. And did you grow up going to church at all? What was your mom's faith? Did she have any kind of belief? My mom was a wonderful mom. When she was home, she made great meals. She was a great cook. She was a hard worker. I grew up in an atheist home. So she was a very strong, independent lady who believes strongly in her belief. And my dad, he became a Christian before he went to prison. Someone had witnessed to him and he gave his life to Christ. And so when I would visit him in prison, that's where I received my first Bible. And when he got out of prison, he took me to church. He tried to take me every Sunday. It's hard to remember, but it felt like it was every Sunday. So that's where I got a little taste of God. And then that sent me on a search because I was curious, but then there was all these different religions. So after that, you know, I was searching, I was wanting to know, I knew there was a deeper meaning in life and I knew there was a God out there, but I didn't know what to believe in. So God used different things in my life to plant seeds. One of them being my father, but I didn't end up being a Christian until college. So what was that like visiting your father? How old were you when your father went to prison? Me and my dad were trying to figure that out, but I think I was around 11 years old. And that was scary because when I would visit him, once he was in a camp, because you hit certain levels and before they release you, you go to this camp up in the mountains and I would go visit him there where there's just more freedom, right? And he would point and say, you know, that person's a murderer, that person is a child molester, stay away from them. And, you know, that scared me at the time. It's so funny talking to my dad when he was telling his story to me. I'm like, dad, this reminds me of the movie Shawshank Redemption because he was the secretary of the warden. My dad was a very smart guy and he did everything right, you know, white collar crime. And so anyways, he, he was really good at what he did. And it kind of reminds me of that movie minus like he did not escape, but <laughs> Right. And your dad, he is amazing. I know this interview is about you, not your dad, but he's the most positive person I think either one of us have ever met. Isn't that true? Oh, yeah. He reminds me of Zig Ziglar. I mean, that's another thing a God used is his positivity. He taught me so much and he never allowed me to be negative. If I ever said anything negative, he'd be like, no, my nickname was Nikki Picks. Nikki Picks, don't say that. Don't be so negative. You know, say this instead. So he was super positive and I was not allowed to be negative anytime I was around him. 
I love it. I've learned so much in the area of positivity from him and from you, and I appreciate it so much. So, okay. So then in high school, you were a volleyball player, correct? Yeah. So I played volleyball in high school and, you know, I was very outgoing. I was a social butterfly. Popularity was really important to me because I was growing up a people pleaser. I wanted everyone to love me. That was super important. I was just trying to fill certain voids. I partied in high school. I had boyfriends, all that. But I'm really thankful growing up that I did play volleyball. That kept me busy and kept me half out of trouble. And also grew up with horses and showing horses. So that helped me. And I was very thankful to live on our like little farm that we had. But yeah, and then I went on to play college volleyball. And in college, that is where I met you. But I became a Christian that first year. I went to college. I met this guy. He was in my math class, invited me to youth group. And that's when I learned about the Lord and I gave my life to Christ. And it seems like just a couple months later, you came into my life and I met you. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that we did meet and we'll get to that in just a minute. But I wanted to just add that I think it's so interesting that most people who meet you. And another reason why I was very excited to have you share your story on this podcast is because I think so many people that meet you or know you or know of you or a little bit about you, or maybe even a lot about you, they can only know what they know and see what they see. And they say this beautiful woman that has a very successful business is healthy and vibrant and great health and has a great family and all this, all the things that you wouldn't guess that you've had the past that you've had from the broken home, your father in prison, all these things, the insecurities, the challenges. And we'll get into a little more of some of those. And then even in adulthood, but it obviously has made you the woman that you are today. And the woman that, as we were just talking about, I fell in love with at 19 years old in college and asked you to marry me. You said, yes. Then six yes. months after that, we were married five days after you turned 20, right? Yes. It was a shocker for my, my family <laughs> yeah. and for mine, but and it all worked mine. out. Didn't it, babe? <laughs> it absolutely has over 30 years later going on 31 here in a few months. It's been an exciting ride. It's been yes. a wonderful ride, but it hasn't been without its challenges, but we've also got to enjoy and are enjoying a great amount of success in a variety of areas of life. As I mentioned, you're in great health. We're running an incredibly successful business. You just having a lot of success, a lot of areas of life. You're a successful mother and an extremely successful wife as well. What would you say has been one of the keys to your success? My positivity, definitely. And just leaning on the Lord and trusting him through the process. Positivity is something that I've had to grow in over the years and, and I have grown a lot in and I still have a long way to grow in. I feel like you've always been positive. What do you attribute that to? Definitely my dad teaching me that. And then I think a lot just is my personality and what I've been through, really. I started going through hard things at a young age, really hard things and just feeling abandoned at a young age, you know, being a latchkey child and everything that I've been through. So I, as a child, you know, looking back, focus on the positive to help me survive, I guess you can say. That's a great point. We all have a choice. It's interesting. Some choose to focus on the negative and some, I mean, your dad's a great example. I mean, you know, his upbringing and all was, was pretty oh, tough yeah. and Very challenging. Tough. And yet he's 
I think so the most positive. positive person either one of us. Yeah. Met. Yeah. My dad grew up in a very abusive home. And like, that's one thing it's like, I could look at my past and go, Oh my goodness. You know, my life was so hard, but he could have passed that down to me. And so I try to think positive, like a lot of times that's what happens, you know, the abuse, it, it carries on. Right. But he didn't abuse me, even though he got abused. So he didn't have a birthday cake until he was 18 years old. That's when he received his first birthday cake. He used to have to dig in the trash at school and all these things. So he had it really hard. I could have had it that hard. So I don't know, like you can compare your challenges to other people and I'm just thankful. It could have been worse. Absolutely. And that's a, it's a great perspective the, your challenges didn't just stop though, as a child, these, these ones that we mentioned, right. I mean, after we got married, I mean, we've moved a few times, haven't we in 30 years of marriage? I mean, everyone, they look now and go, Oh, she's got the beautiful lake house and this, that, and the other, but it wasn't always that way. Was it? No. So we've moved what 22 times in 30 years of marriage, which is a lot. And that yeah. was very hard, very exhausting, especially when you're a mother, sometimes pregnant and with small children every time. It was when we moved from Georgia to California, I was actually miscarrying. Remember that? Right. And I didn't actually miscarry and the doctors thought I did. So that was hard because my hormones were completely just messed up and out of whack. So yeah, I mean, there's just been some hard bumps in the road here and there. Well, even early on in marriage, I mean, we got married, as we said, at 20 we had our first child at age 22. By age 25, we had three, correct? Yes. And it was shortly thereafter, maybe around age 26, that you had the health problems. You want to share that challenge that we went through? Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had some health issues. I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia at age 27. But before that, it seemed like it started at age 21, 22, around there. You know, So it went on for a few years where I was just really, really tired. It was really hard to care for the kids and make meals for them. You know, I really had to push myself. I honestly thought, okay, this is motherhood, but I've heard older, wiser mothers say motherhood is hard, but I'm like, I never knew it was this hard. Like what's wrong with me? And things got worse. And then that's when I finally saw a doctor age 27 who diagnosed me with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. And then I ended up getting other health issues, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome that sent me to the emergency room a few times. It was awful. I was in so much pain and fetal position. You probably remember that waking sure you do. up in pain, crying, Alan, Alan. It was always between one or 3 a.m. I remember and driving myself to the hospital just to numb the pain because you thought I wasn't in pain and you're like, I just want to go back to sleep. I'm like, okay, that's it. Where's the keys? I feel so um, bad about that. Oh, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. And then, um, and then your depression that I didn't know was near as bad as it was back then. Yeah. So depression, just having suicidal thoughts and just the beginning of that. And that's like, Ooh, not good. And then insomnia, just really, really bad insomnia and exaggerated PMS. So that set me on a search for good supplement. It seemed like I took a lot, nothing helped me and finally found good whole food supplements. And it's really interesting because all those health issues and what I went through at the time. And back then with all my trials, I went through, it was always like, why me? Why am I going through this? And I think a lot of people can relate with that. And now I see why I see why, because God had a plan. He had a plan because he knew we were going to do this as a business together. He got me well, but he knew I was going to be able to help other moms and other families and even guys with their health issues and just make an impact around the world. But I didn't see it back then. I didn't see what God was doing and why he was allowing 
all that. And now we're able to work at home full time together. Like what a huge blessing and having the time freedom that we have and control of our own lives. So he took that trial that hard and turned it into something so great. So great. I love what he did there. And also the point that you're making is that God can take really painful, difficult, challenging things in our life and work them for good. And sometimes we get to see, like we can look back and go, oh, look how this sickness, these challenges have led to us learning about this company that 65 years later, 99% of people we meet have still never heard of that we likely odds are would still not know about had it not been for the health challenge that led us on a search that led us to this company, these products that revolutionized your health six months ago, by the way, you've not had any of those health challenges in 22 years now, correct? No, it's mind blowing. Everything's gone. I've just turned 50 years old this year and I feel amazing at age 50. I don't feel 50. I honestly can say I have more energy now than I did in my twenties. I love it. And I can vouch for that. And then it wasn't just the health challenges in your twenties. I mean, in our early thirties, I lost my job. I was unemployed for a period of time. We had several children and no income and we were struggling. We were poverty level. And I think, again, most people wouldn't know that about you or me if we didn't share our story, but that was only 16 or so years ago. That really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I remember shopping at thrift shops for the girls. And I think for some reason you were making a tad more money or we were doing better. And so I got to shop at Walmart for the first time. I remember I was so excited. And so I got to buy dresses at Walmart for the girls. And that's one of the things that has been and continues to be a very attractive thing for me as a husband, speaking as a husband about you, is that you aren't materialistic, that you could be happy in clothes from wherever, a thrift store, as you've shown years ago, or, you know, you can be happy in obviously nice clothes or nice cars or whatever the case may be, or 15 passenger vans, like we used to drive that were not the greatest fashion statement, but I really appreciate that about you. But yes, there's been financial challenges, even as adults in our 30 years of marriage, there's been your health challenges. What other challenges have you gone through? I know there's been many. Yeah, we've had a child with seizures. She was hospitalized for what was that five or six nights, close to a week. Right. And we had a daughter with thyroid cancer who had to have her thyroid removed. That was a huge challenge. I didn't know if I was going to lose her or even the child with seizures. At what age? She was about 15, I think, at the time. Yeah, I think so. Maybe 14. Yeah. And then our child with seizures, that was really hard because I was homeschooling at the time and she couldn't do school for three months. It was ongoing seizures that just went on and on and some other things that went on as well. And it just was an extremely hard time. I was very worried about her. Which at the time we didn't know how all this was going to play out when you find out your child is diagnosed with cancer or spends nearly a week in a children's hospital trying to get seizures under control and and these different things. But for our listeners, I thought I'd just interject, Nicole. I just let everyone know that both daughters, they're yes, grown, they they're are. adults, they're doing extremely well today, but we sure didn't know that was how it was going to play out back then, did we? Yeah, well, we, we were taking the products back then, but with the seizures, I did a little bit of research and I found out that omega-3 salmon oil helps. And I'm like, wait a minute, we have this product. Why am I not giving this to her? So I just able to take her off her seizure medication and give her high dosage of salmon oil and her seizures went away. So I was very thankful. And that's been a huge blessing. Huge blessing. And we've had two children with addiction 
one who, I mean, <laughs> that was recent, but thank the Lord. He's doing really good and thriving. He's in a teen challenge and he is just doing so good and has turned his life around. But that was a really hard time because he was smoking marijuana in our house and we had to kick him out and he threw away his phone, his wallet, sold his car, had nothing. We had no way of getting a hold of him. And that was a scary time. And then we had a daughter in addiction with drugs and alcohol and is still in addiction with alcohol. But we have gone through a lot with her where she's been in the hospital numerous times. I can't even count where she's almost died, where I've received phone calls from different men, men, strangers. And one guy said he almost hit her with his car. He didn't see her. She was walking in the middle of the road, like on a highway. He ended up feeding her, taking her to a bus stop. I mean, I could go on and on with stories with one of our daughters. And that was extremely hard. And there was a gal in our team that just a couple of days ago, I found out something and I don't even know what the something was. Maybe it doesn't matter, but one of these challenges that you handle with grace and she was just blown away. She's like, I did not know. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? When yeah, she I know that? exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because I told her, I said the day one of our children left our son who left to Florida and that's when Hurricane Ian was going to hit. She had called me and asked me some business question. So I think it was like the day or the day after he left. I'm pretty sure it was the day he left. And then she was just blown away recently to learn that. Yeah, yeah. That she and was she... communicating with you <laughs> yeah. while you're going through this storm and she would have had no idea. Yeah, she would have had no idea. And then also we had a daughter who was a suicidal and that was extremely hard. I had to help encourage her to not commit suicide. That sounds so weird, but to encourage her to not take her life. And that probably was the hardest being in that position, especially after you lost two siblings. It just it didn't feel right. It was hard. Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, you know, we know that mental illness runs on your side. And I thought, well, maybe this is what she's dealing with. And so that was really hard. I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to kill myself. I'm taking my life right now. To hear your own child do that. It's like, she could have called you, but it was me, right? <laughs> and um, I don't know how many mothers have been through that. And I haven't, but I've watched Nicole walk through that. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No. Having a child no. call. And it was multiple times, multiple mm -hmm. days over multiple months. It wasn't yes. just a isolated incident that you had to deal with. Yeah. And, but she's um, doing great now. So she is yeah. thriving. And yeah. she's now going to be an advocate for mental health awareness and suicide. So, so proud of her. Yes. So of all the challenges, and I know we just touched on a few of them, what would you say has been your biggest challenge? I would say for sure, my dad going to prison as a young girl, that was extremely hard. I felt just a lot of shame, confusion, like once again, why me? Why is this happening? And to my dad, he's a good person. At least he felt like a good person to me, right? Why is he going to prison? Why are they taking my dad away? And it was so hard that first time when I visited him in prison, felt like a movie. There's that the glass with the phones, you know, that separate you, the glass. And I'm talking to him and I just remember it was so hard. And I just remember talking to him for a little bit, dropping the phone and running out of that place and crying. And uh, it gets me emotional thinking about it and just looking around at these other families and like, I don't deserve to be here. Why me? You know, why am I going through this? Everybody's got their mom and dad and they're married. And why, why me? 
So that was a difficult time. And then also when you got a DUI and you didn't come home that night, that was really, really hard. I thought you got in a car accident. I could not sleep hardly at all that night. And then I think it was the next morning you called me and told me you got a DUI. And yeah, that was really hard because I thought you got in a car accident and I thought the cops were going to show up knocking on my door. So I was preparing my mind like to be calm for the children and all that because I thought for sure you died. And I was so relieved when you had called. But at the same time, there was like anger and her and all that. So all these different emotions. So it was just a really stressful time. And I remember calling Josh Clark, your best friend, and he prayed for me and that really helped. But I would say those were the biggest two and all the other stuff I mentioned as well were extremely hard. Right. And then even with my DUI and then what followed was the required 30 days of rehab and me being gone and away from you and the children. And we had just started our business together. What, I don't know, a few months or not too long before that. Mm -hmm. And then you were left to run it all by yourself, manage the household, handle the children, everything with me gone. And I could only imagine how difficult the totality of all those circumstances were on you. And even just thinking about it now and talking about it, it's really difficult for me because I feel so bad about what I put you and the children through. I wish so badly I could take it all back (laughs) and do it all over again. And I just hope that in our stories, as we share and we're vulnerable enough to share mistakes and challenges and lessons learned that others can be encouraged and hopefully maybe others can avoid some of the same pain. It was hard, but it was easy because you were very humble. You were very broken, asking for forgiveness. So it was really easy for me to forgive you. And if anything, I felt my heart was heavy for what you were going through. Well, I sure appreciate that. You were absolutely incredible to me the whole way through it. And you've just been phenomenally amazing for all of our children and supporting them and encouraging them and always helping us see a better future, a bigger, better tomorrow and seeing the glass half full. And that's just such a gift. I know it's been a blessing to everyone on our team and everyone in our family and and all that. So thank you for that. Was there ever an aha moment that you had where you kind of realized something of value that was going to really help better equip you for the next challenge? Because these challenges seem to keep just coming at you from when you were little peewee size and your parents divorced all the way through really pretty recently, some of these. Yeah, I guess my aha moment, I know after I gave my life to Christ and it was the first year that we were married, I believe. I did a Bible study and it was on forgiveness. And I thought, I don't need to forgive. You know, I'm a very forgiving person. And what God showed me is I truly, I'm going to get emotional. I hadn't forgiven my parents for the divorce. And um, when I forgave them, it was like, I'll never forget it. It was like a ton of bricks off my back. It was like, I felt free, so much freedom. And so that's where I first learned about true forgiveness. And I'm so thankful. So I felt free because I think a lot of people out there, like kids and stuff, if their parents have divorced, hold on to so much resentment or they might fill the void with alcohol, drugs or whatever. But it's so important to forgive and not carry that because otherwise it just eats up your heart. And so that was a moment for me. 
and like God showed me different trials that I've been through, like say with you or the kids or whatever, or with other people, I'm thankful that I went through that because I could easily see, like, if God's telling me, you know, you need to forgive this person or your husband, it's so easy for me, if that makes sense. Hopefully I'm making sense, but it's so much easier because of going through the different trials, like the trial of my parents' divorce and scary moments with our children, not knowing where they're at or children on drugs or whatnot. God taught me to trust. So that was my aha moment to trust him. And so when I'm going through times and I feel fearful or scared, it's like trust enters my mind and like, I got to trust, I got to trust him and just trust the process. And then when kids are rebelling or other things that I'm going through, it's just to love them. If there's nothing I can do and they're not hearing me, it's just love, just love them. Mm, So good. And I remember Brayden, our son, when he finally stopped running and got tired of living on the streets of Tampa, sleeping in a park back in early October of 2022, I guess it was, and finally got into the teen challenge program. And a week or two later gave his life to Christ and has had a 180 degree turnaround and he's just doing fantastic. And it's so exciting, but he said he was very clear to say it was love. It was specifically your love and hearing the love in your voice on the phone that helped him decide that he wanted to go to Teen Challenge and that made all the difference in the world. And I just, so I love hearing you not only just say it, but I've got to see you actually live it. I'm thankful. At this point in your life, Nicole, would you say you're thankful you went through all these many challenges as painful as they were, or would you have preferred to not have had any of these challenges in your life? No, I am so, so thankful because it taught me so much. It grew me as the person, you know, that I am today. I've been able to help others with challenges that they've gone through. And it's helped me become more compassionate for others as well as they're going through their challenges. And it's taught me to pray a lot more to, you know, trust him in everything, even when I don't understand it, even if it doesn't make sense. So you feel like it's given you a better platform then to get to positively encourage and impact other people's lives. I know I've seen it, but you you see that in your life too. You feel that way? Yeah, for sure. Because people, I guess, looking out, looking in, they can say, looking on the inside, like, oh, she's got a perfect life, you know, nice house, nice this, whatever. They could even look at our kids and say, oh, they're such great kids. Perfect. None of us are perfect. And just think that we have it all together, right? And we definitely do not. And so when I tell people what I've been through, it's like, okay, you can't help but listen. And like, she understands and she'll get me, you know, too. And so people open up more. They open up more with their challenges, which I love because I can help encourage them or pray for them. And I think that's so important. So true. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self that you wish you had known back then? You're going to get through this. God is refining you just like a diamond that has to go under the pressure process so it can become more beautiful. And without the pressure, there would be no diamonds. They have to go through that process. And just like us, you've got to go through the trials because you wouldn't know what your own strengths and weaknesses are. And it just helps you to to become a better person, I believe. Definitely. And God uses those challenges too. So to know that 
we're growing through it, it changes the perspective to know we're going to be able to encourage people to know it's going to have a story that's going to impact others, that we're going to be able to better have empathy and compassion for others and a story to tell that's going to encourage others. Just realizing that and that God's going to work it together for good some way, somehow, even if we never see how it changes the game walking through the tough challenges. I agree. What is one piece of advice you'd give to someone in the midst of their struggle right now who's going through the fire, whatever their fire may be? You know, just focus on the positives and you will get through it, I promise you, and just embrace what God wants to teach you through it. I think of the verse in Romans 5, 3 through 4, and it says, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So I think of all those words and I think of other verses too, but it produces endurance, character, hope. There's another verse that says it produces patience. It's like, who wouldn't want all those things? I want better character. I want hope. I want to hold on to hope. You know, I want patience when I'm going through trials and endurance. I want to become stronger. I love it. Everybody would say they want more character, more patience, more endurance, Yeah. but to get those, I mean, in training, we have to go through some pain. You got to run, you got to run yep. a few miles to get <laughs> endurance yeah. and character physically speaking. Right. Well, the same thing, right. When we go through these challenges, that's the way we grow. Yep. Do you have a favorite success quote you'd like to share? Yeah. One of my favorites, and I can't remember who says this, but everything that you want is on the other side of fear. And as you know me, Al, <laughs> I'm a very fearful person. And that's really helped me just in the past with my speaking on stage because of my past insecurities. And that's something I didn't mention, you know, my brother put me down as a child. And I looked up to him as a father figure because I didn't have my dad in my life all the time. And my brother didn't like that. Probably grossed him out, like get away. And so he put me down. He feels bad. And since then has apologized and we're great friends today. But he told me, I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I'll never make it in life. I'm going to be a hooker. I honestly thought I was going to be a hooker. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so scary. I believed him because I was young and I looked up to him, right? So I had a lot of fears growing up and a lot of insecurities because of that. And one of them was speaking on stage and there was other things as well. And so I'm like, I want what's on that other side of fear. So I'm going to push myself, even though it's scary, I'm going to do it. So whatever it is that's scary, if you push yourself, you'll get what you want. And it could be anything. It could be like we talked about the endurance, the patience. Courage over courage. comfort is what yeah. I'm hearing you yeah. say. Courage exactly. over comfort. You've got to be yes. willing yes. to get out of your comfort zone where it's scary Mm -hmm. That's why it's not comfortable, right? Yeah. But where there's fear, courage is required to take action anyway, in spite of fear. And I love that. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. And I don't know if this is a success quote, but I mean, it's a verse in the Bible. So I say it's a success quote, but one of my favorites and that has got me through is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Love and it. that is something I feel like I have lived by that verse. And it has always popped up in my head whenever I go through different hardships or trials. And it's helped me really get my focus off me or other things that are worrying me and put my focus on him and just trusting the plan and the process and going through it. 
Love it, Nicole. Hey, when you think about the future, what excites you currently? Okay, so I'm super excited for one about your podcast. It's been awesome. All the interviews are so encouraging and I hear from so many different people what encouragement they are to others. So everyone that's been on, thank you so much. And seriously, what you're doing is huge and you're changing lives and encouraging so many others. So I just wanna say thank you and I'm excited about that, your podcast, babe, and you're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. And you. I'm really excited about our home-based business that we get to do. So we're in the business of health and wellness, and we get to help others not only get healthy, but we get to not only change lives, but also help people with their finances, right? right. And have yeah. their own home-based businesses. So that has been huge. So we're just making an impact all around the world. And I'm loving getting to do that with you, hun. Awesome. I love it. So just some quick 30 second answers as we start to wrap this up. What would you say is one habit that has helped you become successful? Well, definitely reading God's word, praying, having the right mindset. I think that's important. I agree with all that. What do you mean by having the right mindset? Just like controlling your thoughts? Yeah, taking my thoughts captive and not allowing negative thoughts to enter my mind. I read a book called Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf, and that is definitely a book I would recommend to your listeners, and that changed my life. That helped reprogram my mind. That was huge. It helps your mind to thrive and not just survive. Just like the verse, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he in Proverbs 23, 7, and it's so true. What you think about, it's going to come out either in words or actions. So just to really grab onto those words and not allow it to enter my mind and just reprogram my mind. Such great advice. And I was going to ask you one book you'd recommend and you beat me to it. God's word. And let me tell you this, the guy who shared Christ with me, I love it. The acronym for Bible is basic instruction before leaving earth. And that has always been an encouragement to me. And I hope it is to you, but it's so true. Like all the answers that we want are right there in his word. So good. So good. What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Oh, that was from our friend, Lawrence Clark. And he used to say, you remember this, when we would go through different trials, he'd be like, your head must be hurting. Is, is your head okay? And we're like, what? what are you talking about? He's like, you must be jumping for joy. And you know, that really hit me. It was like, don't hit your head on the ceiling. Yeah. Right? Don't hit your head on the ceiling. That was huge for me because just to focus on being joyful, like really it's being joyful. What is the verse? James one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, oh, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I just love that. Every single trial that we have ever gone through, I have always thought about that. And I have never forgotten what he shared. And I feel like it's the best advice ever because really you could pull yourself down and like, why me? You know, why am I going through this? My life stinks. And just doing the poor me's. That's another thing I try to do when I go through different trials is focus on the positives. I'm a very visual person. So I always like to focus on, well, what is the outcome going to be of this? I cannot wait to see. There's something right. God's teaching me or something that God's teaching me, maybe my child or whatever I'm going through. 
what is the outcome going to be? Even though it's sometimes not fun. I understand going through trials, but I try my hardest to focus on the positives and I'm telling you it helps so much. Yes, that's good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lawrence would say that a lot to us. Be careful not to hit your head on the ceiling, jumping yeah. for joy. And it's like, initially it was like, what? But that's what that James one, two, I think it is passage is saying. It's like, count it joy when you go through hard times. So that's a great visual yeah. of that verse that you're right. I, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. And I, and I can look back at like all the different trials we went through or hardships and I could pick out so many positives out of each one and what we learned. So many positives. Right. Well, maybe we can have you back on another episode and we can just go through all the positives that have come out, lessons learned and positive <laughs> outcomes that have come as a result of some really bad, tough things. Maybe that would be a fun episode sometime. Yeah, that would. And encouraging. Nicole, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you and follow along on your journey? So on Instagram, it's official Nicole Blaine and Facebook, it's Nicole Johnson Blaine. Perfect. And we'll put those in the show notes below. So anyone can click on them and connect with you if they choose. Anyone that chooses to will be blessed if they do. And any closing comment that you might have for our listeners, Nicole, as we wrap this up. I just encourage you to stay positive. Trials help us to become more compassionate. Don't forget that so that we can become more like him and we can help others. Love it. Great advice to go out on. Thank you so much for coming on here and being willing to share a little bit of your hard and your succeeding anyway story. I know there's a whole lot more that you could share. I know that it's not easy. I know there's a lot of pain, past pains and hurts. And just the fact that you are willing to come on here and let me interview you and share some of this stuff means a whole lot to me and I know to all of our listeners. So thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. It was a privilege. The privilege was all mine. I love you. <laughs> I love you. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contacts page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.